Did you know there was a free five-part podcast series all about classroom management? In this series, learn how I went from using traditional classroom management strategies without a lot of success to becoming a behavior detective. Discover how I help children with root cause of their behavior issues instead of just addressing the behavior itself. If you want to take a listen to this new series, just check the show notes. You're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You are listening to episode 58, Using Nursery Rhymes in Preschool. I bet you can remember some of those traditional nursery rhymes that we used to recite as kids, like Jack and Jill, or Hey Diddle Diddle, The Cat and the Fiddle, or Little Miss Muffet. But if I were to guess, if you went into your preschool classroom and sang some of these nursery rhymes with your preschoolers, you may have a lot of blank faces. We are seeing more and more children coming in that do not know traditional nursery rhymes because they have lots of opportunities to learn from so many more children's books and so many more children's programs and things around them that they can learn from. So we are not seeing those traditional nursery rhymes being used in the home. Nursery rhymes aren't just about having some language fun, although they are fun. There are some really big benefits to revisiting those rhymes with your preschoolers. Before we look at the benefits of nursery rhymes, I want to touch on what are nursery rhymes and where they even came from. So nursery rhymes, also known as mother goose rhymes, are basically just short poems that are either read or sung to babies or young children. But the interesting thing is that if you go back away in time to the 1600s, you'll learn that nursery rhymes weren't called nursery rhymes. They were just songs or little ditties that were actually created for adults. They were based on historical events and just things that were happening in their everyday lives. And then these rhymes and ditties and songs were passed down from generation to generation. And the fact that they were short and they rhymed, it was easy for them to remember. And then, you know, it also was a fun way to involve children to keep them occupied and also maybe to comfort them when they were sad. And then in the early 19th century, there was printed collections of these rhymes that were being referred to as nursery rhymes. So that's kind of where we got to with the nursery rhymes. But as mentioned before, we aren't seeing these nursery rhymes being brought into our children's lives now. So why is that important? Why do we want to make sure that we are giving our children the same benefits that the generations before us got from nursery rhymes? Let's start with the biggest and most important reason that we should be bringing nursery rhymes into our own classrooms, and that is phonemic awareness. And with phonemic awareness, children are able to start hearing 
sounds and identifying sounds and maybe even being able to move around sounds and change sounds in spoken words. And this is super important. It's a basic skill, but it really gets our kiddos ready to become readers. It's actually thought by many that phonemic awareness is a reliable predictor of later success with reading. So we can be another place along their journey in emergent reading where we can add in that phonemic awareness. And one easy way to do that is through nursery rhymes. Although the benefit of phonemic awareness is definitely enough for me to bring nursery rhymes into my own classroom, there are some other great benefits as well. Some other language benefits include rhyming. It's one of the easiest ways to teach rhyming is through nursery rhymes because they're short and they're sweet and they really start hearing those rhyming words. And we can also play with words within those rhymes where we can take out words and swap them for something else. This really helps us be able to easily and quickly help children hear those rhymes. Rhythm is also something that is a great benefit. Children start hearing and replicating the rhyme, which helps them practice the pitch and the voice and the volume to these rhymes. And vocabulary. Rhymes are full of new words, and we can teach those preschoolers new vocabulary. Retelling is also a big benefit of nursery rhymes. Many of them have a sort of beginning, middle, and end, and we can start helping children see this progression in the rhyme and start to help them understand beginning and middle and end without it having to be this very long story where they're having to sort through all the details of the story to figure out beginning, middle, and end. Rhymes are a great way to start that retelling process because they are so short and sweet. And rhymes have social-emotional benefits. Pretending children can easily act out rhymes and pretend to be the characters. They can be relating. Children can also relate to the characters in the text, which always helps create a deeper understanding of the text. And the last social-emotional benefit is bonding. Rhymes are a powerful way for children to bond to the reader. When we use these with babies, we see this a lot. It creates a lot of face-to-face movements with their body, interaction with the caregiver, and that bonding can occur there as well. So nursery rhymes have benefits from birth all the way up through our preschoolers for sure. So now if you're thinking, okay, yes, I would love to try to bring some more nursery rhymes into my classroom. Okay, what's the best way? I would love to share with you what's working for me and some other options that might work as well. I have actually tried all three of the options I'm going to talk about today because I, you know, just different years, trying different things, seeing what works. Also, depending on how many days a week I am with my preschoolers makes a difference on how much time I have to bring different things in. So I've tried each of these ways and they each have their benefits and negatives, of course. But the first option and the one that I think felt the easiest because I could plan ahead of time was to implement them into my day by focusing on them at circle time. Because they are short and sweet, this can definitely work. And since repetition is very huge with nursery rhymes, because we really want them to hear them often enough that they start hearing 
the spoken parts of the words in the rhyme and also start to really internalize that rhythm that goes along with those rhymes. So repeating them is important. Therefore, I would use all the days in the week that I was there to focus on that same rhyme. And if I wasn't there, maybe the five days or four days a week, I could lap that rhyme into every two weeks. And so what we would do is very short, very sweet, but like the first day we would read the rhyme and I would have it written um, for my reference, obviously, and just to show them that, look, this is what I'm reading off of. And then we had little puppets on sticks just made out of paper that we could kind of um, act out the rhyme as we were telling it. So that was the first day. The second day, we would reread that rhyme using sentence strips that had the words of the rhyme on them in the pocket chart. So now I'm able to do more of a shared reading with them as I am pointing to each word as I read it in the nursery rhyme, and they're already familiar with the rhyme. So it's a great way to help children start seeing that one-to-one when I'm pointing to words, word-to-word matching. And then also there are picture, little picture cards that I also can match up to the nursery rhyme as it's happening so they can start to see what those words represent as part of the rhyme. Then on day three, we will reread and then we will sequence the pictures. So I have pictures of the rhyme able to sequence. We can go left to right with them and talk about first this happened, next this happened, at the end this happened. So we're starting that understanding of a sequence with our rhyme. And then on the fourth day, we reread again and we act it out. So we are able to either use puppets or use just the children as a way to help act it out using props. And on day five, we can reread it and do a letter hunt in the rhyme. So I may have friends coming up and looking for their letter, the letter that starts their first name inside the text and seeing if they can find one of those, just another way to use the rhyme and bring it into the classroom. Now, I don't work five days a week, so definitely when I did this, I had to bring in um, or I had to reduce one of those days and then make it two weeks. And this worked just fine because I'm doing it so quickly during circle time that it really wasn't this big deal for it to take the two weeks and it kind of helped spread it out even more, which was kind of fun. Oh, and I also make sure to inform the parents of my preschoolers which nursery rhymes we are working on so that maybe they can recite them at home too and definitely giving them that information of why these are important because they may not see that right away because it's not something they, they do anymore. So why is this important and why are we doing it is also a great piece of information to give them. Okay, so if you're thinking, I don't have time for all that, I don't wanna prep all that, please don't let that deter you from bringing in nursery rhymes. You can easily slide them in during transitions. Maybe you'll just say, okay, this week we are gonna focus on, hey, diddle diddle, the cat and the fiddle. And while you're waiting for the bathroom, you may recite the rhyme with them. Maybe you have a couple minutes before you have to go somewhere and leave the classroom. You can work on it then. You could do it real quick at the end of the day or when they line up or, you know, when they line up to come inside from outside, just really anywhere you can kind of stick it. It's still going to have some great benefits 
with children. And, you know, all those benefits that we talked about will definitely apply, even if you don't do this more formal introduction of nursery rhymes, but just by exposing them, definitely have those benefits. So don't let this whole idea that you have to plan this, this whole thing around them, just pick one for the week and bring it into your classroom. The last option is to have a nursery rhyme unit. So you may have different units throughout the year where you have focused books and focused activities. And a nursery rhyme unit is one that you could do that with. You could focus on one or several nursery rhymes, you know, each week. And you could really build up some small world around that play. You could build, you could add these things into your centers, different props to really kind of bring those nursery rhymes to life. So that is another option is thinking about it more in a unit form. So just to recap, the first option that you could use is bring bringing in nursery rhymes fairly consistently during one part of your day. It could be circle time. It could be whenever, you know, you have a quick moment and doing something different with that rhyme every day. Option two is just put them in during transitions when you have a couple extra minutes, but making it a focus to bring them in when you can. And then the third option is just making an actual unit and focusing on nursery rhymes in that way. I hope those ideas on how to bring in nursery rhymes gave you some ideas or kind of got your mind jogging about how you would want to implement them into your classroom because it doesn't have to be difficult or time consuming. And if you want to save even more time, I have two nursery rhyme bundles that are easy to prep and they walk you through that five day trying different things with the nursery rhyme every day option one that we talked about. Want to put that out there for you in case you are even shorter on time and just want something done for you. You could prep a full year of rhymes for your littles right with those. So if you'd like that link, head on over to the show notes at lovelycommotion.com slash episode 58. I'm wishing you all a lovely rest of your week and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.